and look it up because I didn't oh. forward it to you. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't know. Well, who cares? I can't burp right now. I'm going to have to drink some pop. Are we going to oh, have our own contest? Kenny. Uh, no, we're not. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Never new, mind. New root beer alert. I don't want alert. that story. Uh, <laughs> there's a local new root beer. What? Leland brought some home, and it's. I made floats the other night. What is it? I'm looking. Hires? No. <laughs> Although, you know what? When we went to the Twins game, 100 years old. Sales guy Pat Eberts bought me a Killebrew. That's the first time I've had a Killebrew in about five years. Damn, that's good. You know, beer. something just occurred to me. There just used to be only one of anything. What do you mean? Well, like, there used to only be Hires root beer. Now there's a million root beers. There used to be about five beers. Were you a Shasta guy? Now, no. Oh. Now there's a million beers. Okay. There used to be one phone company. <laughs> there used to be one podcast. There used to be one electric company. Right. Isn't that a good thing, though, that we've branched how out? Does that, how does that figure into the mystery? Now, link that so we can use it. Um, I just want you to know that you guys are pretty rude there. I could still hear you. Yeah, that's too bad. Rookie was being briefed. <laughs> he was being briefed. I don't even know, Kenny, if I'm on anything. I just there used, just I don't used to be are. one thing. Damn, that was a long was time ago, though, because when I was a kid, there was a lot of rook beers. <laughs> is Hires the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Is there a Hires root beer? Yeah. Sure, there is. Yeah. H-I-R-E? Mm-hmm. The yes. thing about Killebrew, it's, it's not... It's not as bubbly. It's it's a little flatter. That's what I like about it. You know what I mean? It's not as car- carbonated. That's See, the that's I'm that's I, I'm I'm not a, I'm not entirely accurate. The, uh, when I was a kid, there was more than one breakfast cereal. You know. Oh, nice piece on Tommy here. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. Saw that. I don't know what you're driving at here, boss. I'm not driving at anything. I'm babbling. Oh. <laughs> you lament the days when we only had one root beer, right? No, I guess basically when you get right down to it, I don't really care. Life was easier. Is that what you're saying? Maybe when you went it. to the corner drugstore, you right. knew where the root beer was, and there yes. was one, and it was, it was in a it. glass bottle. What, wow. case of four? Case uh, of four? I, 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 I don't remember. Joe, do you know who invented root beer? Dr. Root. Charles Elmer Hires. I'll be damned. Bad, huh? I'll be dipped. Thank God he found the room. Oh, it's named after him. Sorry. See, now, by by 1900, though, Joe, there's a lot of root beers. So. <laughs> Is root Bart beer derived from a root? There you go. Well, Is uh, it? Uh, as long as I'm here, let me check, huh? Yeah. Um, he discovered uh, it's derived from a an herbal tea, oh. a dry version of the tea blend that he mixed with water, sugar, and yeast, and left to ferment for the carbonation process to take place. Kenny, the other reason to go to the Henderson Car Show, <clears throat> the the local liquor store that's on the corner has 1919 root beer on tap. Uh, a lot of bars do, Chris. That's not a big deal. Well, that's just a reason to go down there for the car show. I can go three miles away for that. 
Give me a better reason. Playing the role of Joe Sucher today. It's kind of a kind of a down thing to have conversation here today, Chris, isn't it? I'm trying to read this Mishki piece. I oh. really like it. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. In the strip? Was it in the strip? Yeah, I love that he's getting this pub. This is you awesome. You know what I, I thought was weird about it? Uh, the the headline basically talks about his book, but then they don't mention the book till the last two paragraphs. Well, wait, don't you blow it out. Of, you know, can I just get through it? Seriously, I'd just like to read it for oh, myself. Shut your headphones off if you don't want to hear us, you <laughs> bastard. So they went Roycey on it. They buried the lead. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It was cool, though. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Rookie, yeah. at some point, I will need a... Uh... Uh-oh. <clears throat> does does Mishki have uh, liberal leanings? Yes. yes. Well, that rests my case. Uh, that's why... Uh, no... We're never going to get any publicity. I'm, I guarantee he's also a friend of James Walsh's, who probably wrote story, yeah. who wrote the story. Uh, I, I, why do you have to go there with this? Why can't you just be happy for Tom? Oh, I am. Although I, I find it hard to believe I'm going to read a book about winter. But it probably is pretty good. It's, well, I was going to say he's pretty clever with, with the word, as they say. Mm-hmm. I thought about this too, though, Joe, because I thought to myself last night. I was thinking, why the hell? No media ever does a story on GL. I mean, he does a podcast maybe once a month. He does once one a month. That's yeah. exactly what he does. And I thought of it because of your our conversation we had off yesterday when you started. Because mm-hmm. I thought, well, well, yeah, why isn't there, you know, why doesn't somebody, Neil Justin or somebody call and say, hey, Joe, let's talk about your podcast. Why after 30 years at the fair has no paper realized that we've created a unique niche there? Yeah. Affair within affair. Um, yep. Tom should be interviewing me about the North. I have stuff to say. Has Mishki approached you, rookie, about doing the audio book? Like I have Vince? stuff to say about winter that he might not know. I will be doing that. And you guys certainly don't know. Winter is a dreadful curse. With the long shadow. I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna be what's in Tommy's book. I'm just no. yeah. John, get ready to look up in your newspaper uh-huh. site yeah, uh, these true. dates in nineteen forty seven. Once again they had a string of ni- uh, high nineties and hundreds for about three days in a row in nineteen forty seven. <gasps> and I bet yeah. we didn't get hysteria. Okay. It was a long cursed window. <laughs> Are you doing the audio? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but then you have somebody like Shaletta, who I love to death. She farts, and it's a whole news story or MSP magazine or newspaper article. You guys are so... Well, um, <clears throat> I can't say what I think about her. Okay. Let's just change the topic. Yeah. Um, are you going to bring up KMOJ? No. Okay. Who gives a bleep? Do well, you guys know anybody that works there? You're missing, go ahead and bring it up, Kenny. I no, don't care. You're missing. You've, you're I missing didn't something. read the story, to tell you the truth. Another light rail story wiping out another business. This time it's KMOJ. Here, keep going. And Again. remember, KMOJ, Sorry, public, publicly funded. Mm-hmm. Um, NPR Radio, publicly funded. Yeah. Oh, and so, so they'll they'll get a nod of accommodation. Well, did NPR? Yes. Well, and the, okay, now you're going to make me read the damn thing. Yep. When transit planners recently need a map for the future light rail at well, You can read Minneapolis. it to yourself, Reavers. I mean, uh, Joe. <laughs> oh, that, wow. wow. His lips Whoa. were moving. 
Well, Kenny does have a point. <coughs> we have a new AE. I haven't opened my email yet. You haven't been briefed. Well, my God, KMOJ checks all the boxes. They're beloved. They uh, they address their station in communities of color. They're, hell, that light rail will bend around it by 90 degrees if they have to. <laughs> Do you, sorry. Do you have and wait a second, oh, Chris. Sorry. And then... In line with what we were just talking about, who uh, about who gets pub and why? Mm-hmm. Would oh. this would this be a story if this was a commercial radio station? Oh, I think it would be if it was, uh, for example, KSTP, uh, KS ninety five. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is a big operation on University Avenue, and if it was going to be displaced, I think that would gain attention. Okay, then my second question, you might not have reached this part in the story yet. They're renting space. Mm-hmm. They moved there in 2010. Then I suppose the argument, the, the, the we'll, we'll get away with booting them by just pointing out that they can merely rent somewhere else. Or my when I read that, I thought, oh, non-story. Why don't they just go rent somewhere else? Yeah. And the, the thing that really, really <clears throat> angers me and makes me mad at the city and everybody else Eminent domain, which is just evil. Look at the size Holy of the crap. story they got. <laughs> I know. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. It's half the back page. It's above the fold on the front, and it's half the back. You don't have to go looking for it. It and is right there. 98% of the Tribune readers have never heard of it. Huh? What about I like the, I like the station. I have no beef. I, Are they jazz? No. No, it's, no. Uh, it's hip-hop. 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 Like deep track hip-hop. It's hip good. Hop. I like, I like hip-hop. Yeah, great station. And they have the best location at the fair. Because you walk yeah, by... over by the pork job booth. Yep. Although the, there's probably more than one pork Because the two... Go- what are the gophers' names? Minnie and Paul? What the hell no. are their names? Fairchild. Thank you. I have a great video with the boys when they were a little younger dancing with the two gophers in front of the uh, the KMOJ booth. Cha-cha again. That's great. I'm glad you have that. Who am I doing today, Chris? Kenny, you are doing... Uh, let's get oh, Moon nobody. Motorsports. Okay, Moon. And let's do... And nobody. nobody Maple else. Grove. Maple Rook, I need an escape at some point. Oh, I want a day off. Don't what do you want to just sit here? Okay, um, Joe, you ready? John, you find anything? Um, I mean, I found some stuff. You may. I'll come. Uh, I'll come back to you. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm ready to go with it. I know you are, John. You're a crackerjack newsman, and you're ready. I, I do my best, Joe. I know you do. I always thought crackerjack was a. That's an insult yeah. to my world. Yeah, that I don't like that. Well, well you, you know, just know say what? like That's a good idiot, word. and you don't even know what it means. That's a good word. Well, explain. Yeah. Hey, what is it? What does crackerjack? It? It's uh, fun. It's uh, top of the yeah. top of the yeah. chart. Yeah. What he said. What says? is hmm. crackerjack? Crackerjack. Hey, I'm sorry. We're going to delay the start of the show. Oh, what do you got, crackerjack? I got to look up something. Do you have the story from Oakland from Jordy? Are you going to do that today? Which one? Where the uh, police are urging residents to use air horns if targeted by criminals. <laughs> Boy, it's getting loud there, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> what Did you see Ma- dump? Maui is burning down? Really? Oh, yeah, oh, I got a town. The news. A town. 
Lahaina. Is it because of all that Maui Waui? It's all legal and stuff. And it's really dry there, the so a fire sparked up, and then there's a hurricane going by 500 miles away, and the entire town of Lahaina is gone. Global warming. Tough show today. He is not biting on any hook. You guys are cold. Jesus, you're cold. I know. I'm with you. Entire town is gone in your cracking jokes. You're as cold as ice. Oh, I can't play. I can't play ice cold anymore. Can I? Kenny Bogarted that. Kenny Bogarted that. All right, I'm ready. Are you? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, I'm going to straighten you all out because you're all morons. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Took him long enough, didn't it? Suit yeah. boy. Kick it. Fratelloni's <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,129, August 9, 2023. 95 degrees on this day in 1947, and that puts us either at the beginning or in the middle of a stretch in 1947 when it was very warm. Uh, also uh, 95 degrees on this day in 2010, and uh, I forgot to get the low, so it was colder some other it year. It was cold, I bet. On some <laughs> other year, it was colder. Uh, it's a great swimming day. It has been a marvelous swimming summer, especially if you've uh, cleared the decks with Aquaside products made right there in White Bear Lake. They've been keeping beaches, swimming beaches, free of weeds and unwanted vegetation and algae and everything else you don't want there so you can see the kids swimming. They've been doing this for more than 60 years with a great line of products that are easy to use, work quickly, and have been vetted by all of the people who vet such things. So here's what you do. You got a cell phone. Walk down to your lakefront or go to the swimming hole. Call Aquaside. Describe what you're looking at. Tell them why you don't like it. <laughs> They'll figure out what product to get you, and that stuff will go away, and your beach will look like a million bucks the rest of the summer. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above huh. the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's know. Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. When you Google the origin of too many cooks spoil the broth, the only thing that comes up <laughs> is too many cooks spoil the broth. Not soup, not stew, not anything else. Goulash. In 1575, <laughs> the English historian John Hooker wrote The Life and Times of Sir Peter Carew. In that, he included the line, There is the proverb, the more cooks, the worse the potage. But all you have to do is Google too many cooks spoil and see what comes up. Only broth. The pottage? Only broth comes up. No, well, Don't give me any other food item. Don't give me any other staple. Don't give me soup. Don't give me anything. It's too many cooks spoil the broth is the saying. And the it means, of course, when too many uh, people get involved in one job, the job will turn out poorly. But the translation from the Welch is no soup for you. Too many cooks spoil the broth. And as <laughs> Stu would say, it is as you say. Yes, Kenny. 
What you just heard was the sound of Joe Souchere flopping around on the boat. <laughs> we got one! No, no, don't try to get out of it by you saying you knew this all you, along. You are so easily duped into outrage. Yeah. Oh well, God. I'm outraged about that. It's too many cooks spoil how, the broth. How much of the, uh, the time between when we concluded yesterday's episode to the start of today's episode did this occupy your time with rage? Uh, just, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, you know what, smart boy? Yeah. You just, <laughs> just now, at the, at the beginning just, of the show. You walk around seething, don't you? 840 just, last night. He's a, standing in the garage watching just, some meaningless bridge documentary. Going, yep. Look at him. Look right here. Sons of bitches. Oh, my God. I am going to tell them. I got him tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'll show them. Yeah. And don't think I won't. All right, All right John. 1947. Hotter than a, hotter than heck. Yes, and, sir. Uh, I bet the kids were loving it and swimming and what have you. Did we get hysteria in the local newspapers? I looked at August seventeenth to start with. Uh, the only but why we have... it's August ninth. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, what was the, I uh, looking at? The, I was uh, on the wrong week. The, is that the Columbian <laughs> tour? John, the, the, the string is about eight, nine, ten, eleven. Let me, and let they me go had 98, uh, 101, uh, hotter than a biscuit. Now. I feel yeah. very silly now. Well, you uh, heat, heat waved. I went to the ninth now. Heat wave to continue. There we uh, go. That's all it says on the front page. There's no right. Was it the play headline? Anything. Was it the oh, play God, headline? God, no. The play headline was wind saves Frazee and gas fire. And all then right. you go down to about mid, uh, mid, uh, mid front page. And there's heat wave to continue with a story about how the temps are around the region with North Dakota, apparently going to be the hot spot uh, for the day. And, but very warm here also. Did it so mention no. anything about the earth boiling? Uh, it did not. Uh, it just says, uh, boy, watch out for, uh, the heat, uh, nothing, but nothing, you know, did it say we're all going to die. Uh, nope. Nope. In fact, they call John. it fair and warm. The, the forecast. So I mean, that oh. sounds that sounds nice, right? It Fair does. It really does. Do, yeah. Does it say anything about it being a nationwide hot spell? It does not. No. Nope. Or was it just a local? No, area? I did. The only thing that I would say was bad at the bottom. The last paragraph is nationally the death toll from our August heat wave mounted to 145. So oh, na wow. nationally, people. Well, okay, but there's now, yeah. Now that you have this site open, you've you've mm -hmm. got me thinking. Uh, the is it the Arizona Republic or the what? What is the newspaper in Phoenix? I think it's the Arizona Republic. It is. Uh, and see what see what the temperature was. Uh, Aug nine, nineteen forty seven in Phoenix. Okay. I think it's the Arizona Republic or is it the Arizona? Sun? No, you're correct. Republic. Re Arizona Republic. Because I yeah. know the names of newspapers. Too bad they're all fading. Uh, yeah. Sun is Vegas. Sun is Las Vegas. Las Vegas Sun. Yeah. Yeah. What El Paso, Texas? I don't Texas. know El Paso. Mm. Tribune well, would be my guess. Almost there. Oh, okay, John, we're patient. Almost, because, uh, almost uh, there. Make sure you're we, not. We podcast every day, and we have uh, nothing but time on our hands. Is it El Paso podcast? Times. Times? Yes. Okay. Uh, August, well, why, excuse me, it went to 2002 now instead of 1947. Maybe there was no Arizona Republic in 1947. Well, uh, there, was a, there was a newspaper in Phoenix. Established 1890. Mm -hmm. Okay, they may not carry it here, but maybe they check. weren't on your site. 
That's exactly what I'm thinking. Well, never mind. My idea isn't good enough to pursue. But I bet you on this day in Phoenix in 1947, she was a hot one. Damn, there's a really cool story in the El Paso Times about this guy that fell in love with a Mexican girl. But it did, but, it ended tragically. What what song is that? Roy Orbison? What? Who you is that? What? That's Eddie uh, Marty Robbins. <laughs> did I have you? Down did I have you? No, no, not Stick at all. Out of El Paso. It ended horribly. It ended in charges. I have a note. I don't know why I was chosen to be sent this. What did you know that was coming? Wait, wait, brakes. Put the brakes on. I'm on a Phoenix, Arizona weather history Mm -hmm. site. Yeah. What year did you say? Well, in 1947, locally, we were having a spell of beautiful, warm weather. I was just curious what it was in Phoenix in 1947. Okay. Give me a couple seconds. It's running slow. (laughs) No, story the reason I'm laughing is I from 90% of the time I'm on him before it comes out of his mouth. And I was like, I wonder what he's going with here. So he got me. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Kenny, you're not finding anything? Uh, it's, it's working. Wheel of thought. Wheel uh, of thought. Well, I'll tell you what I've been sent then while you're looking. No, no data recorded. Okay. I got sent this from loyal listener Keith in St. Petersburg, Florida. Nice. And it's a piece, and I again, I don't know why I was chosen. Uh, it's a piece from the Jewish press of Tampa Bay. Yes. And the headline is, is Barbie Jewish? It's complicated. Uh, I must say. <laughs> is that, that the one you just got? Yes, you just oh, opened okay, it for yeah. me. And I must say. It had never occurred to me to wonder if Barbie is Jewish. That thought never crossed your mind. It never. I don't care what Barbie is, Jewish or non-Jewish. Or... I must have proof. Please proceed. Well, well uh, who are we writing yes. about here? Uh, some woman who invented uh, Ruth Handler. Uh, was uh, her dad was Jacob Moskowitz. And uh, escaped conscription in the Russian army like many Jews at the turn of the century. Landed in the U.S. in 1907. Her mother was Ida, who was illiterate. Okay, and I think I'll cut to the chase because he he did me the favor of highlighting some paragraphs. Okay. World War II challenged their business. By then, I guess the business had been made, uh, making dolls or something. Mm. Uh and President Franklin Roosevelt restricted plastics to military use. Together with their friend Harold Matt Matson, the handlers pivoted to make uh, wooden picture frames and dollhouse furniture. They found success and named their company Mattel, a combination of Matt and Elliot's names. Uh, on a family trip to Switzerland in 1956, she, I guess that means Ruth Handler, spotted a curvaceous adult doll called Build Lily. This toy, based on a seductive comic strip character in the German tabloid Bild, was designed as a sexual gag gift for men. Ruth saw her as a blueprint for Barbie. An adult female doll for children was so novel that Mattel's designers and even Ruth's husband dismissed the idea. What did she have to get over? The hump. Your nuts, nuts, you're, you're nuts hump. She got over the your nuts hump. Uh, as an adult, an adult 
female doll for children was so novel that Mattel's designers and even Ruth's husband dismissed the idea, saying that mothers would never buy their daughters a doll with breasts. Ruth kept pushing until the first Barbie, decked in a black and white swimsuit and heels, debuted at New York's Toy Fair in 1959. Uh, And then he highlighted a few more paragraphs. Barbie's rail-thin figure sparked backlash from feminists in the 1970s. Handler said that Barbie represented possibilities for women. Women could not open a credit card in their own name until 1974. Wow. But Barbie could buy any outfit to fit any career. So I guess uh, bar- there's more to this Barbie uh, impacting our culture than we than we know. And by the way, it, it was being reported in the Wall Street Journal that Taylor Swift might have single-handedly prevented a recession by filling up hotels, airports, rental cars, restaurants uh, on this tour that's just uh, unprecedented. Just unprecedented. Why is that related to Barbie? Oh, oh, because, okay, I got it. I made the link. Thank you. Sorry. I'm a little slow. (laughs) Although you did see the latest. No, you know what, Kenny? I don't know why I mentioned. No, no. uh, There is no link to Barbie. No, the link I just made is here's a fully liberated woman that saved the economy. Oh, there you go. Thank you for saving me because I had no link. (laughs) I just blurted out Taylor Swift. Realizing I was veering Although from you, Barbie to Taylor Swift. Kenny Olson, quick on his audio. You feed. guys did see the latest. Thank you, uh, loyal I, listener Keith in St. Petersburg. That's very interesting stuff. Yes. Speaking of Taylor Swift, you saw the latest controversy surrounding her. I haven't. This was, I believe, a week ago because we discussed it thoroughly on the Weekly Scramble, which I know all of you pay attention yeah. to every single week that it, it debuts. But the Los Angeles, I believe several members of the Los Angeles City Council had crafted a letter in which they wanted Taylor to postpone her, what, six, eight shows? Five at SoFi. At SoFi Stadium because of the strike. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I don't think Taylor Swift's crew responded to that. They just kind of kept going. They're not going to, they're not going (laughs) to pause this mega bus worldwide phenomenon. So, because of the LA freaking City Council. Back to Barbie for a second. Yeah. Why? Are people so upset with this? Upset with what? Well, uh, old adult white males mad at the Barbie movie. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, Who I gives haven't, a damn? I haven't. Uh, I didn't it, dive it, in. I'm not it's interested a, it's enough. It's a, a comedy, a fantasy movie. I, I, I haven't mean, met a disappointed attendee. Uh, right. I've run into many people now who have seen it, and they've all enjoyed it. Rookie, you liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, it was better than I thought. Yeah. A little more entertained. I, I mean, deep? it's so it deep? it's so easy yeah. to ignore something like this. It's like, nah, not my cup of tea. May, may I that's ask? My, that's my yeah. view. Who's mad, yeah. Kenny? Who is mad? No, the Republicans. Why? Conservative, uh, tight ass males. The Marjorie Taylor Green types uh, apparently. Are oh, upset. so the people that are insignificant. I, I don't know why they're upset. Uh, Evidently, the story is she leaves Barbie Land or is kicked out or something. Finds herself in the real world and discovers the real world is run by too many uh, white men. White men, okay. and it's a comedy, and they have fun. And but the what it represents and the or the notions and the connotations of the well, I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. I'm a Barbie girl. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. Well, you know what? But if you have the original box. 
like, like for Barbie. Yeah. Uh, like the guy from Duluth was a Coleman guy. I have it's worth big money. I have uh, some young people of my awareness who uh, really have invested heavily in Barbie dolls. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're everywhere, occupying a lot of space. Well, you broke it to us a few years ago that she commands her own aisle at the toy store. Well, yeah, I I found one sitting in the driver's seat of my Triumph. <laughs> well, you know why that ready was to go. there. You know why that, that, yeah, that was there just to bug Grandpa. Right. Do they everywhere. have Do they have their own wing at the Sushri Estate? They do. They have a very nice area of the house that's uh, used to be a really nice area. It's a It's a Barbie area. Now it's now. a dreamland. It's a dreamland. <laughs> One of these kids, I call a professional Barbie player, because if there was such a thing. She'd be national. She's no. big league. She knows she's what she's really doing. <laughs> efficient. Really qualified, you know. So, um, in regards to Oppenheimer, I think I'm on your side. I'm going to wait till it comes out. Um, can sit at home. Went to the theater yesterday to see Oppenheimer. Got there. It started at three thirty. Got there at three twenty-five. Uh, there were six seats left, and they were in the front row. Ooh. So you left. Well, we turned around and went and had a whole bunch of drinks. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything worked out. Yeah, I couldn't sit in the front row. That's tough on your eyeballs. No, I'm not. And if that's how it's going to be, uh, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. You know, I told you guys I bought the... Uh, I, I've, I've fallen for a lot of products that I found on Twitter. You know, the spinning bird what, feeders. Which yeah, one's my favorite. Yeah, it's the that, latest. Chomachki yeah. stuff. And then the latest was I bought this uh, cast iron device used to split wood. Sure. And yeah. then I went, as per Kenny's recommendation, I went to Fratz. I got a four-pound sledge. Oh, that's a good one. Four-pounder. I have yet to successfully split a piece of wood. Uh, I put the okay. wood. How do you do? You set it up and then? Well, there's a hole, and then below the hole is a, a knife edge. It's yeah, dull, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. a cast iron edge, and you set the log on that on that edge, and then you bring your hammer down on it. And the in the, on Twitter, it made what they must have done is get wood that was dried on Mars. <laughs> there was, you could blow on it and it was going to split. Absolutely. Okay. You could, and they were splitting it. It was like moonwalking. The guy'd show off and he split another piece that was as thin as a pencil and split that. So I and everything's one, perfectly cut. And I, I'm breaking my arm. I got rotator cuff problems. I'm banging this. Well, thing. you're not trying to split elm or something, are you? Or birch. Oak or, birch. Oh, well, that should pop. And and I got a note from Jeff who said, I, uh, you know, before you spoke about this on the show, I was buying this stuff. Yeah, that drill bit that supposedly split logs. Nah, yeah, the bird feeder that's supposed to spin the squirrels off the bird feeder. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> and of course, the cast iron log splitter actually works pretty well on smaller <laughs> diameter logs. Yeah, if they're if they've been dried on Mars. <laughs> I guess Brilliant Minds thinking like I did take a photo of the hammer that I bought. He bought a three pounder, nice. uh, and then but in the background I do see a GL flag in his in his garage. They're oh. going to be at the uh, the thirtieth. You know what? Nice. Um, it gave you a good excuse to add another hammer to the arsenal. Will you guys do me a favor the next time you see Mike Fratelloni? Ask him about the. Um, as seen on TV section of his stores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a section called they, that? Every, oh, oh, every Fratelloni does. All every stores oh, do. All I stores do. But he has yeah. his... He, 
When he's not being viewed publicly, he has an amazing diatribe you know, about the as seen I, on TV portion. I of went his through first. about five hundred dollars of that goop stuff before I realized <laughs> maybe it doesn't seal things up the way it does on the TV commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you know where they make a boat or they chainsaw something uh, in half and then goop it back together with this something seal, whatever it is. You yeah. know that there's nothing wrong with the cast iron implement. Uh, it's real. It's cast iron. It's heavy. But uh, it, if you had a log that perfectly fit within the diameter of the of the circle, do, can you picture this? Mm -hmm. Picture a little tower with a circle at the top. You stick the log through the circle, and then the log goes down and rests on this supposed cutting edge. And then, conveniently enough, you have to you bang your hammer it on it and it splits the wood. Well, <laughs> I have no logs that fit that diameter, so. With my left hand, I have to hold the log oh, in place and then bang it. Well, that doesn't work because I'm going to kill myself. So the whole thing is a bunch of B as in B, S as in yeah. S. I, I you need Sometimes you need to know when to get out. I guarantee you right now there's a GLer listening that back at his uh, log pile, he's got a tire. And what he, an old tire, and he'll put a big giant log in that tire. The tire holds it up. Yeah, I can and picture then he, that. And then he goes to town with an axe or a splitting mall. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I have noticed birds, uh, as though to mock me, <laughs> have had a great deal of fun with the spinning bird feeder. Sure. Oh, I, okay. I'm not making this up. Today, a bird got on the spinning part. And kind of lean back like a gymnast. <laughs> like he was at a county fair and allowed, ride. And allowed himself or herself to just spin completely all the way around. <laughs> and it was like it was having fun. I wonder, do birds get dizzy? Uh, I don't know, oh. but birds oh. have fun. Yeah. I don't think they get dizzy. Uh, why yeah, why they wouldn't Because they'll run into windows. Yeah, if they go into a window, they're... Yeah, of course, yeah, birds yeah. can get dizzy. They yeah. Have you ever been around an area where there was a tornado, say, within the last few hours? The no. birds are all nuts, and they run into your car, and they run into something. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I used oh, to, awesome. when, I was a, when I was a news guy, we, we you know followed tornadoes around, and the birds would be crazy. They'd be running into the grill of the car. They'd be, it was bizarre. Well, well this morning, this bird reminded me of a, of a, a sailor hiking out on a catamaran. Way out. And yeah. just spinning yeah, all the way around. Yeah. Oh, According oh, to V. VCABirdAnimal.com. Seizures are reasonably common in pet birds and often observed in Amazon parrots, African gray parrots. Can I can I stop you right there? Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate that you're tr trying to be helpful, and uh, but again, it was just completely pointless. W what do seizures have to do with what we're talking about? You're bringing up bird seizures for Christ's sake. I don't. I, I don't. Have know. you ever had a bird? flying next to you in your car some of these some bitches can fly 40 45 miles an hour it's amazing i have and i've rescued many birds we've been through that yeah. bird whisperer uh i don't yeah, need I any, any yep. information on bird seeds. boy i missed taking calls don't you we've wondered this for years it's gonna happen there is going to be a third grundhoffers now i have oh, wow. a I am not told where, but I think we picked up clues when we learned that uh, EcoFun Motorsports this weekend is having Grunhofer food 
at the Burnsville location. Do you think maybe Spencer's softening up the South Metro? I've been telling him for years, Southwest Metro is where... They're not letting us letting us know, but Store 3 is a go. It's going to yep, happen. That's store their Instagram. Store 3 is a go. We just don't know where. Location coming soon. Hmm. I, I think Spencer might have learned his lesson that when he puts Store 2 in... You know, it's about two blocks from store one. <laughs> right. So maybe you want to spread that out a little. No, it's more than two blocks, 10 Forest Lake. And the original's on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. Uh, right now, how about this one, Rook? Burrito bratwurst? Burrito bratwurst. Cheddar che- how do you get all this in a brat? Cheddar cheese, refried beans, onions, salsa, rice, and taco seasoning. Damn, that's the power good. of the burrito and the bratwurst combined into one delicious dish. Huh? Yes. The guy's a mad scientist. I'm looking at a picture of it right He's now. He's a man. How do you get all that stuff in a brat? Well, There's only about 145 flavors of brats at Grunhofer's. The next day, you have the Montezuma's Revenge Brat. <laughs> Oh, it sounds everything. No, the root beer float brat sounds wonderful. Um, to me. You know what? That one I don't know. Oh, see, I'm going to have to try though. I oh. want to try it. That's the beauty of it. You want to try because he doesn't put out a bad well, product. We were we were talking about root beer before the show started, oh, yeah. so maybe that's why it's mm. still fresh in my mind. Steaks, burgers, chops. You know the drill. GLers have been buying their meat at the Meat Emporium to the Stars. It's Grunhoffers, Grunhoffers' original location, just north of Hugo on Highway 61. And the second Hugo's location on 97, Highway 97 in Forest Lake, immediately east of 35. So you're headed up 35 to the Great Northland. Bring your cooler and swing into Grunhofer's. And store number three is a go. Uh, my, my inkling is he's going south, but I have no idea. Well, you really can't go. He doesn't want to go further north. He's already got the north. He's got the north covered. So speculation, yes, would be to the south. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. I do have the record highs and lows in Phoenix today. What are they? Hot. The normal high temperature is 105. The record high temperature, 114. The The normal? Yeah. In nineteen, for this is this for nineteen forty seven. The normal's one hundred five. I don't have anything for forty seven. It's just today's climate history. Here's today's climate history. Well, I had a Precision Garage Door a copy. I I don't know where it is. Is it like with your other copy? Copy. Oh, I. Yeah, no, it's not for forty seven, but it is. The record high temperature on this date was in uh, 2012. John, you got to be able to find a 1947 I, uh, uh, Phoenix newspaper. Uh, well, I ran into the same thing that Kenny did. Every place I go, it says no data recorded. I think that's because they started checking it at uh, the airport, and the airport probably wasn't there. Yes, that's there was, was an airport in Phoenix in 1947. But it's not... This, I'm assuming it's not in the same place that it is now. I would imagine. Maybe. I would assume that it is. Oh, okay. Well, to be honest, I don't care. Yeah, it's not uh, It's not important. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to be looking the whole show, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it's the beauty of having you around, John. I know. 
I can find every August 9th and 10th except 1947. I got 52. I got 62, 64. For Phoenix? Yeah. Well, what was it in 52? In uh, 52... Well, actually, never mind. That's not uh, Arizona. Okay. Tucson, Arizona. The Arizona Daily Star. We ever heard of that? Is that yep. Standing on the corner of Tucson, Arizona. <clears throat> no matches. Okay. Well, then, let's try this. Too many cooks spoil the broth. That's why I'm not looking. <laughs> okay. Washington, D.C., Hubbard Broadcasting's all-news WTOP leaps nine-tenths for a 9.1 share. Good. Weekly, a six-plus AQH share. Uh, and remains ranked number two. In the city? In uh, Washington, yeah. What the hell would be the number one station there? It's got to be music, then. How do you spell it? 1K. <laughs> Greatest station I ever heard was in Washington, D.C., it was just an odd, eclectic mix. It was an FM station, but music, news, Georgetown basketball. Huh. Uh, it was just, uh, it gave you a real sense of place, which is what radio stations no longer seem to accomplish. What if you want it now? I couldn't help myself. <clears throat> I'm ready. Well, does Kenny got something? He sure does. Well, let's go. Ready, Ken? Kenny, me, does your dad uh, live on, does he have a place on Maui? Mm, yeah. No. Well, he doesn't anymore. He's north of there on uh, Kanapali Beach. Oh. A few miles north of Lahaina. Lahaina. Uh, but I guess from what I'm seeing, Lahaina is gone. Huh. I hear the wood trees. Yeah, all the buildings, everything that's not steel. Um, but I guess the wind is dying down. That hurricane has passed. So, I don't know. I'm sorry to hear that. People jump into ocean to escape the flames. Well, that's yeah, got to be in just that one little town, right? Yeah. It's called uh, a historic but I guess town. Evidently, there's two other fires burning on Maui, but... I mean, it's not the vac the vacationers and the visitors we give a damn about. It's the residents. You know, where are you going to go? Your place is gone. Now you're stuck on that island. Probably well, make be a worse radio, places to be stuck. Make a radio out of coconuts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they do that on uh, Gilligan's? Yeah. Gilligan's. And then to power it, you could have that uh, the wooden bike that he had to. Mm -hmm. Make okay, everything. let's go. Churn and here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. 
Who hits your post? Uh, the postmaster. Your postman. You are the mailman. The Liberty Lucky 7 safe sale now at Maple Grove Lock and Safe for a limited time. Rich has on sale not just one, but seven of the best, the top quality Liberty safes, best in the world. Today is the day you can secure unprecedented savings and protect what matters to you the most. Always safe from calamity, fire, etc. The Liberty safe, the best. Made right here in the United States, fully transferable warranties, best protection available, and GLers can take advantage of convenient financing options up at M. I was going to say MGLS, uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, uh, and you'll have the peace of mind of owning uh, the best one made, the Liberty. It's transparent payment terms and fair rates, as low as zero percent APR for six and twelve month loans, and. When you're there and you're getting this all set up, make sure you mention to Rich you might need delivery and setup. He can help you out there, too. We're talking Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and, of course, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Dan Schultz in Buckley, Washington, has a great point, and I, I think there are some deep thoughts to be derived from this. Uh, he notes that Seattle and several other cities are making a big deal about suing Kia and Hyundai while well, we're doing it here yeah. with uh, the yeah. always available Keith Ellison uh, because of the rash of thefts of uh, Kias and Hyundais and because they are supposedly too easy to steal. And Dan writes, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. From the Center Square website for the state of Washington... These are the top 10 most stolen vehicles in our state. Hyundai barely makes the top 10, and Kia isn't on the list. Hmm. Oh. Number one, stole the most uh, stolen vehicle in the state of Washington is a 1999 full-size Ford pickup truck. 4,121 thefts, followed by the 2000 Honda Civic, 3,267 thefts, followed by 1997 Honda Accord. Well, that's two Hondas in the top three. We're not suing Honda, are we? Right. Followed by a 2004 Chevy pickup. Followed by the 2001-2000 Honda CRV. That's three Hondas in the top six. Hmm. Uh, followed by 1997 small Ford pickups. Followed by 07 Toyota Camry. Followed by 1998 Subaru Legacy, followed by 2001 Dodge Pickup Full Size, and finally followed by the 2018 Hyundai Elantra, 698 thefts. 1999 Ford Pickup Trucks, in other words, are stolen in the state of Washington six times more often wow. than Hyundai Elantras. You never would have thought that. And then uh, Dan notes, as I was noting, it would seem more appropriate. Uh, you can find yeah, well, I was just going to say, yeah, that's yeah, be It would seem more appropriate to sue Honda. They have three of the top five vehicles stolen. And he says, I find it strange that 20 year old pickup trucks make up four of the top 10 stolen vehicles. Not sure what to make of that. Either am I. Uh, and then he links me to the article from the Center Square. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Hyundai and Kia don't don't make a ripple. I d never would have guessed that in a million See years. See if you can find out. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Focus. Huh? 
Find out if you can find out the most uh, the list of the most stolen cars in Minnesota. What if we find out something similar? Then what is this uh, ragging on Hyundai and Kia? Now, there's got to be a list somewhere. The list of the most stolen cars in Minnesota. That's what I'm Googling. Right. Uh, because this was for the entire state of Washington, not just Seattle. So I find that very interesting. And uh, I'm wondering if uh, if it's socioeconomic in nature here. I wonder if Hyundai's and Kia's, because of their relative affordability, are just more commonly seen in the sustainable urban core. Uh, according to AACriminallaw.com, Appleman Law Firm, it's a website, the most stolen cars in Minnesota by Avery Appleman. Uh, scroll down. Okay, number one is Honda Accord. Yep. Honda Civic. Yep. Honda CRV. Yep. Chevrolet pickup full size. Yep. Ford pickup full size. Toyota Camry. Chevrolet Impala. Dodge Caravan. Toyota Corolla. And Ford Explorer. Well, wait, wait, How can wait that a be? minute. Stop the bleeping presses. <laughs> Where's Hyundai and Kia? Well, wow. the lawsuit worked. What's the deal? Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they're a St. Louis Park firm, so I don't. They don't cite wait, where they got there. Yeah, or when is that's not from. 2005, okay, wait. Okay, wait. Filed it? under criminal defense, felony traffic offenses, tagged with grand theft, auto, Minnesota, Minnesota car theft, Minnesota car thieves, and Minnesota theft. They do. We not, need a yeah. They have a date. And this oh, is statewide. You said right, Russell? Dang. According to this, according to the National uh, Insurance Crime Bureau. Would this also just be an example of there are more of those type of vehicles in circulation as opposed to Hyundai and Kia? Well, let's not let's not overcook this. Okay, but what we're discovering is Hyundai's and Kia's aren't making these lists, but we need another source for Minnesota. True, and Fox 9 says Kia's and Hyundai's now the most stolen cars in Minneapolis. Care 11 in Minneapolis. Okay, yeah, that's true. Not Minnesota. Let me see what CARE 11 says. Top five vehicles stolen in Minnesota is your car on the list. What's the date on this? Um, this was February of 2022, so it's that's not. fairly recent. I'd go with that. Okay. Uh, get to the list, please. And I can... Here we go. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, 20, this is the list from 2020, so now they're backing it up. But 2000 Honda Civic, Honda CRV. 99 and 03 Chevy pickup, hmm. 97 Honda Accord, and a an 07 and 09 Toyota Camry. And we just get the top five. What the hell's going on here? This is also, check out the rest of the top 10 list from National Crime Insurance Bureau. John, what are you finding? I'm actually looking at the Arizona Republic from August 10th, 1947. Uh-huh. I wasn't looking at the cars. Oh, okay. you're still I, on the weather. Yeah. I did find that finally, though. From 2020. What state do you want? I've got the top 10 in every state. I don't know if that's... I'll just take Minnesota. And what we're learning is, why are they barking up Kia and Hyundai's tree? I don't know. In 2020, uh, Kia's barely appeared on any of these states' lists. Well, here, I'll say this, probably getting myself in terrible trouble. Sure. Well, let me see if I can craft the words so I don't get in terrible trouble. Could it be... That young black kids, and I'm making the rash assumption that most car thefts are in the urban area, are committed by young black kids. I could be wrong. 
but I'm I'm betting that's the case. Yeah, I don't think I'd go with that one. Well, I'd say young kids, so definitely. Okay, could it be young kids, many of whom are black, are stealing Hyundais and Kias because they've gotten wind of some social media gizmo right. trick that that has uh, compelled them to to uh, discover that it's very easy apparently well, to that's steal what, those cars. That's what led to the lawsuit is the fact that they there it is an easy car to target okay, and it and is then, on social. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then are we then then right back to the less then we can't possibly hold these kids responsible. We're going to hold the car manufacturer responsible. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but, right. I mean, but didn't you essentially say that very thing when well, Ellison announced the lawsuit? We're making the kids the victims of the cars rather than holding the kids accountable. Yeah. You know what's great about Alaska's? Chevy pickup full-size, Ford pickup full-size, GMC pickup full-size, Subaru Legacy, Grand uh, Cherokee, Dodge pickup full-size. It's all Suburbans and Tahoes and... Well, there aren't any cars up there. Yeah, six Car- six thefts in the last decade. Okay, cars let, let, are let's let's not lose car. sight of this. Oh, well, this yeah. is fascinating. We're suing Hyundai and Kia, or threatening to. But you're not suing Honda. But it's because of a specific defect in the, the yeah. manufacturing of the vehicle. But if the defect is such a defect, why isn't Hyundai and Kia make the top ten list? Here's the distinction, though. Too, Hondas are a car that treated properly, are going to go 400,000 miles. Kias are not. But Kias so and that's Hyundais, why, despite this apparent defect, are not making top 10 lists. But if this is 2020... And that was also statewide. When the, Rookie cited the Minneapolis numbers, it was Kia and Hyundai, according to what, Fox 9 you said? Uh, Fox 9 and Care uh, 11. Boy, I... Uh, what Rookie just said really got me thinking. Um, I wonder if some of these uh, Japanese cars are being sold for parts, and that's why they're being ripped off. Well, of course they're being sold for parts. But the Hondas and uh, Hyundais and Kias are just being trashed, and then they're just you know, joyriding, and then left. Uh, you know, when they're used up, they just abandon them. Right, and rather than hold those young people accountable, we've had great public displays of virtue signaling by saying it's the manufacturer's fault. Right. Maybe we don't bother with the people who steal Honda Accords because they're not they're not stealing them and then subsequently getting in jams, right? Using them for other crimes. They're going right to chop shops. Yep, being broken down and sold. We don't hear about stolen Honda Accords. We're going to leave the mafia alone here. We're not going after the mafia. We we hear about <clears throat> stolen Hyundai's and Kias because kids who don't know how to drive. Steal yep. them, yep. and then either crash them or abandon them. Yeah, or in some cases, flip them right off a bridge and live to tell about it. Run away. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, there's something to be mined here from a social engineering standpoint. We are holding Hyundai and Kia accountable when they get stolen. But they're not the most popularly stolen cars. Hmm. Methinks that's strange. Yeah, that is. <laughs> now, in the meantime, John, 
paying mm-hmm. no attention to Hyundai uh, and Kia, I, I has successfully <laughs> found August 9 and 10 for Phoenix, Arizona. I have. Uh, there is a slight problem, though. In, in, instead of listing a temp on their weather, yeah. all they say is the temps will remain as they have been. They list no degrees whatsoever. And I'm already oh. to page uh, section two, uh, section three, page two, and I'm looking desperately for something that will be a weather roundup to let me know what the temp is. Well, I bet it wasn't cold. I bet they had a. That's a good bet. Another hot summer in Phoenix. And I, I was listening to the last conversation. I'm with Chris. I think uh, it's the defect is the reason that they're calling those two cars into the, whatever, whatever you know. In the lawsuit. Thank you, Chris. Joe, I do have the record highs and lows for Phoenix on this date, but 1947 is not mentioned. Okay, what is the record high for Phoenix on this date? One hundred ninth. 114 degrees in 2012. Okay. Record low, 70 in 1930. Okay. Huh. Boy, I bet they'd love a 70 right now. Oh, boy. I can, I can tell you what movies were on that day. That's okay. Hey, my new garage door guy is the whole family. The Garage Logic family, precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Uh, you know that 20,000 people end up in the ER every year? You don't tell because me. Because the damn garage door accidents? They're going to prevent that. They're going to tune your garage up, your garage door. They're going to take care of the rollers and the springs and the openers. And Mine even has uh, light bulbs I can't keep lit. I bet mm. they could figure that out. Mm. Although we're done with incandescent bulbs, aren't they? I suppose we have to find a new garage opening machine bulb that can withstand the... Uh, going up and down so often. You need, you need the new door? Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities installs doors. They can be reached 24-7. They don't charge more for weekends. They cover the metro and western Wisconsin. And uh, I've seen their work. I've met the people. And they're my new garage door guy, even though they, they're the entire family. When you call them and or they come out and work for you, which you'll love, tell them you appreciate a garage logic family business they fix garage doors correctly get help right now get help online at precisiondoormn.com you mentioned the uh, er statistics with the um, garage door jess and the boys were down at her sister's house and uh, the big news coming back was one of the farm cats, sadly, oh, didn't oh. make it through the... Whoops. Well, it's only a cat. Big Leland, deal. Leland says, Daddy got squished. <laughs> he got squished. squished. Poor Mittens. Mittens the cat. Mittens the cat. Yeah. Here we go. Here we hey, go. Hey, there oh, he is. Jeez. I'll, uh, I'll do that before the news. Wow. Yes, yes. I'll, uh, All right, here we go. No, no, All right, no, we're no. Ready. We're ready. Nope. Nope. This little town in Maui, Kenny, is it, have you been there? Yeah. Is it, I bet it was funky. Oh, yeah, historic. It was very funky. Like cool. it's oatmeal lumpy. Very cool. <laughs> John, will yes, you throw it Chris. to Rook uh, for what? Escape. Yes. At your midway point, please, and thank you. Finally. Come on.
Come on, name the song, Joe. You like your oatmeal lumpy. I don't know that song. Digital Chris. Underground. Oh, John. Uh, hump to hump. John, I heard a song today that I just had to look up. Yeah. Beth Orton. Is that what you were yeah. listening to earlier? Yeah. Someone's Daughter. Beth can sing. But the guitar work in this song is what got me. Uh, was it the album she did with Bonamassa? I think it's Trailer Park. What's the name of the song? I'm sorry. Someone's Daughter. Someone's It daughter. just uh, really, really caught the old mayor's ear. I had to look it up on the current Currents playlist. Oh boy, that's that's from '96. Right, I had never heard it before, to my knowledge. So it's not Bonamassa. Because he lived on the Bossa Nova <laughs> ten years ago or so. Oh, pardon me, I'm sorry. Hmm. And Trailer Park. I don't know what that means. Did she do that song in conjunction with the television show Trailer Park? No, I think Trailer Park is the name of the album. Oh, okay. Yep, that's a, that's an album. That's an album. Wikipedia. Where's the people playing? Oh, damn. They usually put the players, but they didn't hear. Boy, it was good guitars. I look that up. She has another song I like. Who? Is she currently making music? Yeah, she's still. The Bonamassa ones have been in the last, oh, 10 years. She, she did two albums with them. He played the old Bonamassa? Beth yep. Orton, Kenny. Yeah. She's got a great what? voice. Beth Orton. What? Oh, oh I said who? Oh, no, it wasn't me. Are we ready? Are we ready? I'm just waiting for Music Corner to be completed. Well, let's yes. go. I lost Good evening. Over. Welcome to Music Corner. Ah, yes. Stop breathing so heavy, Chris. <laughs> you ready, Joe? Yes. Okay, Kenny's ready. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Uh, August 12th, that's this Saturday. I've got two really, really good reasons for you to uh, jump into the most exciting showroom in the region. I'm talking Moon Motorsports in Monticello. Many of the models that are very, very exciting. Uh, and we've got two reasons to get up there before <laughs> or at the 12th. Uh, first one, the inventory reduction sale. It continues this week through this Saturday. Big savings opportunity. Actually, the biggest of the year. Uh, saving up to thousands of dollars on, I don't know, what do you need? A bike, ATV, side-by-side, -side, save money on those things. Right in the middle of the season. Perfect time for a sale. You can see these at moonmotorsports.com. But on also on Saturday is the third annual. It's already the third annual. Wow, I remember all the way back to the first annual. Uh, I'm talking the vintage and Heritage Show on the 12th. It's partnering with the VJMC, the Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club, where they're going to be showing bikes from days gone by and then modern bikes with a little up nod to retro styling. It's pretty cool, a great place to go. Uh, and if you've got one of those bikes, be sure you enter it in the contest. The, you, know, uh, you get a really cool trophy there. We're talking the best power sports joint in the whole area, Moon Motorsports, just off 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web at moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. A couple things before we get the news. Everything Clear I it up, said, Johnny. Everything I said off air, forget. I was wrong about everything. I'm thinking, <laughs> of, I'm thinking of Beth Hart. I'm not thinking of Beth Orton. So oh. uh, 
the folks that aren't on the town council will know not, nothing of what we talked about, but uh, <laughs> Beth Hart is the gal I'm thinking of with the great voice. And uh, then finally, it took me the whole show, but August 10th, 1947, the Arizona. Today's the, today's the ninth. Well, you said it was 9, 10, 11. Okay, that's fine. I'll take so the 10th. I figured I'd take the middle there. All right. On the 10th, there's a little story that says, you could have run the index finger across the bow ye a brow yesterday and gestured with the flip without raising so much as a bead, what with the thermometer high for the day set at a mere 90, the lowest since June 21st, which had a fine 85-degree peak. Then, too, the humidity dropped to a sensible 45 by 530, a somewhat gummy high at 530 of 91 for the humidity. This, mm. in the opinion of earthquake, hearthquake, hearth fire. What's hearth fire mean? This, in the opinion of hearth fire experts, abated the household quarrel as the day waned. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no. Well, that's what it says here in the story. But it hit. Uh, it hit ninety that day. Well, we can take from that that they were relieved to be at ninety, which makes the uh, presumption that they had been preceded by higher temperatures than ninety. That's uh, that's in correct. Phoenix. As it says, a mere ninety. So a mere yeah. ninety. Yeah. That ninety is unlivable. I don't know what they're oh, talking about. Oh, I love about. 90. I love, oh, I love my unreasonable. 90. Unreasonable. Love me 90. That's I don't see any uh, hell. definitions for hearth fire. Hearth fire. I spelled conventionally as one word? Yeah, H-E-A-R-T-H-F-I-R-E. Okay. Hearth, hearth, hearth. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Okay, let me find that news now. Back to that. A man has been sent to prison for four and three quarters years in prison after pleading guilty to waving a handgun in a downtown Minneapolis LGBTQ bar and shouting a derogatory epithet while threatening to kill a bartender. You probably remember this story. It was back on November 28th at the 19 bar located near Loring Park. Cornell Harris, 29 years old, was sentenced to being a felon in possession of a firearm in connection with the incident. Harris of Minneapolis also has been charged in Hennepin County District Court with making threats of violence with reckless disregard of risk for his actions that night. He is due back in course in that case on August 31st. You guys don't know what a hearth is? Well, yeah, I know what a hearth fireplace. Is. So, hearth so wouldn't fire you assume a hearth fire is the fire is outside of the fireplace? It's in the room, right? Sure. I, I don't remember how Johnny used it in context uh, uh, it's not important this in yeah, the we'll opinion just... of hearth fire experts so guys that sit around the fire right isn't that what yeah okay mean? oh okay. there you go there you go sit around the fire. <laughs> instead of figuring it out in the garage they, they figure it out yeah. on the hearth it'd be like if we had a big fire here and we're just chatting. right sure <laughs> Anton Tony Lazaro sentenced to 21 years in federal prison this morning after he was found guilty in April of one count of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of a minor and five counts of sex trafficking of a minor. Lazaro. Are you okay? What? what? Lazaro faced a minimum of 10 years in prison. However, prosecutors pushed for the former political donor and strategist. I thought he was having another to serve. Are you having another episode? Do we need to call no, everyone? I'm wondering what you're doing. So you got up out of your chair and you walked over there and looked? Yeah. Oh, no, no, wait, time out. Let's 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 uh, let's just go play by play by that. If he thought Reavers was doing something Facebook, whatever, he thought he had such cat-like reflexes that he was going <laughs> to 
sprint over there faster okay. than sound okay. to Matthew, catch him. And then describe the process we all just witnessed. <laughs> He was like a cartoon character when his feet were going. Yabba, 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 yabba. <laughs> but he got up and then fell back into his chair. Oh, yeah. Chair. It took two or three tries to get Gravity up. Gravity wins every time. <laughs> to the point where I thought, do I need to go help him get no, up? I'm wondering what you're, because you you can't be on Twitter right now. He's no spring chicken, but we love you. I, Next time, yell at me and I'll I'll escort you over there. To, we'll try to, <laughs> hold on. That might even be quicker. I'll get you over there so you can yell at Reavers. Yes. <laughs> Oh. Uh, oh. Anyway, are you uh, on Twitter? Huh? Are you on Twitter? Yeah. Oh God, help yeah. me. <laughs> well, I am too. Would you need us to look something up on Twitter? What's, yeah, what, what's what, your what deal? Did you, need? Did you no, hear I, I want you to pay attention to John. Oh. Well, I know the last three minutes sure has helped everybody pay right. attention. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he will. Uh, let's see now. Uh, where Who? Prosecutor Lazaro. Uh, Prosecutor said wanted a thirty-year prison term. Uh, previously, he has said he will appeal the conviction, and yesterday he filed to have a new trial claiming juror and prosecutorial misconduct. Lazaro, a large contributor to the Republican Party, and he also did a podcast with then-chair of the party, Jennifer Carnahan. The charges filed against Lazaro caused the Republican Party to force Carnahan to resign due to pressure. Uh, Carnahan said she had no idea about the crimes Lazaro was charged with. His co-defendant, Gisela Medina, previously entered a guilty plea. She will be uh, sentenced on September 5th. Where do you get these shirts? Um, what, 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 what is that on there? She just ordered some shirts. Well, there's sea two. items. These are uh, jellyfish. Joe. Jellyfish. Joe. jellyfish. That's uh, what the women call a blouse. Oh, it looks it's, not a, it's not a blouse. It's like a blouse. That's a blouse. <laughs> a freaking blouse. With no, jellyfish blouse. on it. Where, where do you get them? I mean, uh, you want some of this? <laughs> no, oh, t shirt on. Oh. You want this? No, I got, you got it. The, you got the old man v neck t shirt on. Oh, Did you go to my grandpa's old grandpa closet and steal that? He's also got the old man body <laughs> to fit into it. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to criticize him for that. Let me snap her back up here. Are we coming unhinged? Oh, it's I not even buttons. They're snaps. She's come yeah. undone. Is there something in the in this room that's causing you two to go nuts? I mean, what's going uh, on today? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Four people have been charged with defrauding the Minnesota Medical Assistance Program, or Medicaid, of more than $900,000 over several years. Charging documents filed Tuesday say that three of the four worked for a Minneapolis-based agency known as MIN Professional, MN Professional, while the fourth owned Reliable Health Services. According to court documents, they're accused of submitting claims for personal care assistance or nursing services that weren't actually provided. What are their names? Their names are, it is 64-year-old Pauline Palmore, eight counts, uh, 43-year-old Omir Sanyar, seven mm -hmm. counts, 31-year-old Amina Artan, seven counts, mm -hmm. and Christian Cole, five counts of aiding and abetting. Mm -hmm. Most of the charges carry penalties of up to 10 years in prison, but several of those defendants also face counts that could carry up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Joel, there's a lot of fraud going on. Boy, it makes me feel that uh, we're being left out somehow. Mm -hmm. That's kind we, of the oldest we, we trick in the be, book right now. We should now. be getting our taste somehow. You'll get your surplus check. No, I don't think I will. Mm. Star Tribune reporting. Well, then you are effed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
An ATV operator traveled more than 40 miles surrounded by weekday afternoon traffic on Twin Cities interstates until a state trooper responding to 911 calls brought his trip to a halt. 28-year-old Amin Haji has been ordered to appear in court September 2nd to answer allegations that he drove his four-wheeler on the interstate from Maple Grove until being stopped about 2.50 p.m. on July 28th, about a mile from his home after exiting Interstate 494 at Tamarack Road in Woodbury. Haji was charged by the Woodbury City Attorney's Office with two misdemeanors related to operating a vehicle that's not allowed on the interstate. The trooper wrote on the citation that Haji prompted numerous complaint calls and at one point was recorded standing on the ATV while driving. He explained he didn't rise out of his seat as a stunt. He said he stood up because he had cramps in his legs and ah. his feet stayed on the foot pads and his hands remained on the handlebars. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Haji said he intends to fight the charges, which come with $237 in fines because his custom-made ATV, he says, is street legal. Okay, oh. check this out. Yeah. You mean to tell me Go. this guy rode a four-wheeler from Maple Grove mm -hmm. to Woodbury? Yep. And all of that time, never saw a cop or a trooper? 2.50 in the Isn't afternoon. Isn't that something? Here's today's ray of hope. It's amazing. <laughs> he went from sweet. Maple Grove That's sweet. to Woodbury and apparently never encountered a cop. And it wasn't a side-by-side. -side. It was a quad, no, right? Yeah. Yep. That is so awesome. Well, he must have been able to maintain 60 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, you know, some of them. If, was it in, does it say the size was it uh, 800 1000 cc engine oh well yeah there you go so he was doing 50 at least so, so he and it doesn't make any notation that he was riding on the shoulder that whole time no and if you look at the video you see him in traffic so there'll be cars all around him he's just in the middle wow. of the traffic going with the flow i actually saw the video of this last week on twitter during the show. Did you? Well, breaking news. Um, Twitter for all your breaking news. Well, if you guys have been out of town, I mean, Reavers can confirm this. We all use our side-by-sides as transportation on I the road. I see it daily. I run into town with my side-by-side -side all the time. Yeah, I see it yeah. daily. Yeah. That's great. All right. What I want to do for charity is I want to do a cannonball run on a side-by-side. -side. I want to start at that garage in New York and take her all the way to the Pacific. Take you three months. That'd be so fun. You're doing it for charity. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. I, I'm not going to dispute that. Be a lot of fun. Yeah. Take back roads. Yeah. Yeah. No. Follow all this guy, Ozzy, or whatever his He's name is. He's on the freeway. He went the freeway. Hey, he was in the freeway. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take a break here and uh, talk with our buddy, the rookie. I certainly appreciate that, Mr. Height. Um, I want to tell you about a trip that I'm going on next year in July 2024. I'm going to Croatia. My sisters, Teresa and Maria, have put together a wonderful, wonderful itinerary of which, if you want to go on that cruise, you can get in touch with them that is at escapewithusvacations.com. Escapewithusvacations.com. Super easy to uh, navigate that website, and they show you where... Every, the ship's going to go, what ports, what the uh, itinerary is, and what the price is. So start saving. 651-788-4338. I'm super excited to go on this trip. I just cannot wait because they've already gone on it and they've explained to me what you do. And it's beautiful. 
It's a beautiful place to go. Croatia is gorgeous. Get all the maps, get all the dope on escapewithusvacations.com. Again, the Adriatic King and the Adriatic Queen, they had to add another ship because so many people are signing up for that cruise. Do yourself a favor. Check it all out. An eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik, July 14th to July 21st, next year, 2024. The itinerary and all the fun are at escapewithusvacations.com. And remember... Always use a travel agent. They're your best friend if there's ever any trouble. EscapeWithUsVacations.com. More uh, charges or more allegations against Lizzo. Well, she's going to She's going to be done. She? Yeah, she's going to be done. And yet, will she be? I mean, no one's going to cancel uh, her. It all depends if the stuff was legit that she forced them to do. That's I just can't imagine that. You didn't really see Barbie, did you? No. That's what I thought. No, I did not see Barbie. Whew. I uh, My guess is it will be on in my house at some point in my life. Because well, I know, you know, I know something that I live with that probably will. Well, watch you know it. what? If it comes, if it gets to that point, I might give it a shot yeah. just to see what all the fuss was about. But I am not racing to the theater to go see that. No. By the way, Jagged Little Pill was a tough first half, but then the second half was a, was a pretty good performance. What's Jagged Little Pill? Alanis Morissette's music put to a um, play. What? Uh, where? Where did you see this? This was at the Orpheum Theater. Was it uh, media? Event? It was media night. Yes, media night. And the, um, is Alanis Morissette there? No. no. Let's go through the attendance. You, mm-hmm. Mick. Yep. Uh, Jason. Um, it would. It was a Jason crowd. <laughs> Vanita. Vanita was there. Oh my God! Do you guys all have basically your seat? For media night, I mean, do you guys all use the same seat? Every <laughs> hey, time? you can't sit. That's where Rook sits. Right? Yeah, pretty, I do. I have a little thing on it's reserved for the rookie. It's uh, um, the premise is the mom was uh, addicted to opioids. We, we get it. We, okay, you don't want to ruin it for Cody. Okay, I don't Diablo want to ruin it. Cody, write it. Right, wrote it. Right, Rook. Who did? I believe Diablo Cody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Wrote, yeah. Is it part of the Fringe Festival? No. No. It's this is huge. Yeah. This is across the Didn't, nation. What happened with her after the movie, uh, 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 Juno? She Diablo kept Cody? writing other stuff, like Jagged Little Pill. She's no, but I thought, didn't good. something else happen personally with her? Well, I don't think so. Okay. I think you're right. I think something did happen. Something bad? or I just remember it being a news story. Yeah, Diablo? Yeah, Diablo something weird. Cody. Yeah. Early life, blogging, stripping. Is she from here? Yes. Yes, yep. I've met her. She's she came in studio once when I was still working yeah. at my talk. Same, not not working at my talk, but I met her. Have you ever met Dessa? Yes. Is she going to ever have a career? It almost seems like she's always on the verge of something. She's beloved. Yeah, vocally. she's she's by what twelve big. people? No, well, she's got a she's got a good follow. When she I does, she's a, got a career. Yeah, yeah, she's opening. Uh, I'm going next month, Grand Rapids, to see Jason Isbell, and she is opening that. You're going all the way up to Grand Rapids? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I want to see Isabel, and I want to see him outdoors. That'd be great. Outdoors. Huh. Much better than indoors. And she's the opener? Yes. Is she rap? Uh, she's everything. I mean, Hip-hop. she just did a thing with the orchestra yeah. that, you know. Minnesota she's great. Orchestra. I've seen her live a couple of times. She's fantastic. What is there a casino in Grand Rapids that I don't know about? What? Where are you staying? I haven't uh, made reservations anywhere yet. Dylan and I are going. Because he wants to. Yeah, might want to get on that. It's a big deal. This River Fest or whatever the hell it is. Wilco. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's right. You better call somebody today. Yeah, Wilco headlined it last year, and Isbell's headlining this year. You better call somebody. Either that, or you're gonna be sleeping in the car. I can drive back if nothing else. I saved a hundred bucks when I went to that race in South Dakota. I saved a hundred dollars by staying thirty minutes away in Pipestone. <clears throat> well, that's only about a hundred bucks worth of gas. Yeah, but it's on the way home. Yeah, no, it was no, it was definitely a savings. Hmm. Chris, I um, cannot find anything on Cody here. Okay, maybe I'm wrong then. I thought there was something. Or Diablo, Cody. Whatever, you know. What I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Diablo Cody, she, she's from Illinois. Did yeah. she live here? <laughs> no. Yeah, she lived Are here. Are you sure? Uh, I, I think guarantee she you she lived here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because we made, when that when Look, Juno came out, we were all over. We were all over it locally, I thought. Her first jobs were doing secretarial work at a Chicago law firm and later proofreading copy for advertisements that played on Twitter and radio stations. The, the gal in Juno didn't isn't she now a dude? Yep. Yes. Ellen something is Page. now what Page. Al? Ellen Page. And what's her what's his name now? She used to be a defensive tackle um, for the purple people eaters. Uh, <coughs> what movie was that? Juno. 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 Great yeah. movie. I, I wouldn't go great. Oh, come on. Yeah, I I I, I don't get why it was so great. Wasn't great. Yeah, teenage so angst, good. big deal. Well, you know, every other movie is teenage <laughs> angst. Give me a break Holy with your crap, teenage it's, angst. It's one twelve. Grow up. <laughs> Life's gonna kick you in the crotch your whole good. life. Get used to oh, it, losers. Yeah, well, yeah, because they gotta. I should be a motivational speaker. I would like to what go into mean, high what? schools and give motivational <laughs> speeches. Can I? Can I ask a show question? Uh, <clears throat> no, a show. Yeah, but I just have to be done because they come in. Okay, Chris. Listen, you little potheads. You think you're doing good Wee. now. Yeah. Just you just wait. What's up, Reefer? Oh, <laughs> oh and we come back with John still. Yeah. Right. Well, let's go. I'm gonna go what? home. What was the line on Halloween? <laughs> I'm gonna go home and have a whiskey and No, that was in the middle of summer. I'm gonna go home and put cards on my bike wheels. <laughs> yeah. Uh Reavers has something here. Well, good. Let's, Congratulations. Let's do it again. Good for Reavers. Truth, justice, and the souterrain. Oh. Rookie, what's that vacation? Escape with us, right? Escape with us vacation. Do you yeah, want to get away? Yeah, I'm going to need that. Let's go. Uh, to save up for that vacation, though, I'm going to use my friends at North American Banking Company. I made the switch from the big bank, and I think that you will be happy if you decide to make the switch as well. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service 
of a community bank. And North American Banking Company, this is big. They're locally owned and operated, and that's huge because that means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this is going to help all of you business owners solve your problems quickly and expand your business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you are never, ever going to be one of them. When they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers. And a lot has changed since then, but this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. And they get it. There's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, be sure to check out North American Banking Company. Online, it's nabankco.com, nabankco.com. North American Banking Company, member FDIC, is an equal housing lender. Wildfires in Hawaii, fanned by strong winds, burned multiple structures and areas, including the historic town of Lahaina, forcing evacuations and closing schools in several towns, and rescuers this morning pulling a dozen people escaping smoke and flames from the ocean. The Coast Guard responded to areas where people went into the ocean to get away from the fire in smoky conditions. Coast Guard tweeted a crew rescued 12 people from the water. The county tweeted multiple roads in Lahaina were closed with a warning, do not go to Lahaina town. Fire was widespread there, including Front Street, an area of the town that's very popular with tourists. County of Maui spokesperson Mahina Martin said in a phone interview, the traffic has been very heavy as people try to evacuate, and officials asked people who weren't in an evacuation area to shelter in place. Acting Governor Sylvia Luke issued an emergency proclamation on behalf of Governor Josh Green, who was traveling, and activated the Hawaii National Guard. Uh, one of the grim videos I watched was uh, three guys driving through Lahaina, and uh, you could barely see the car right in front of them, you know, and it was the typical uh, fire everywhere. There was a dead woman laying on the road. Oh, dear God. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing video of it right now, Kenny. You weren't kidding. Wow. It's bad. What trees would those be? Palm trees. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're and they're not, not very... Not oak trees and... Oh. Birch. They don't really have a lot of um, roots. I don't know anything about the roots. That's where they fall over all the time. Mm -hmm. Senator Diane Feinstein of California fell at home yesterday, visited the hospital to get checked out, according to her office. The 90-year-old Feinstein's health has been closely watched. This year, you may remember, she missed three months of work in the Senate after she was hospitalized with shingles. She's rejected calls to resign and says she will remain a senator until her term ends. That would be in January of 2025. After oh, my that, God. That reminds that, me. She'll retire. I got a shingle shot. Don't you get two of them? You get two, yes. I got to go back and get the second one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just was telling you. Right Maybe when you can do that you, when you fill out your term. You know, when did you get the first term. one? How long? When? Is yeah, because you're supposed probably to probably June first. Oh yeah, you're probably good. Then I think it's ninety or hundred and twenty days, right? You're supposed to get yeah. it. So you better hurry. I got really sick when I got the second one. Just so you know. Oh. Why do you tell him these things? It was only. It was like twelve hours. I had the flu for twelve hours. Is what it amounted to. That was fine. Hmm. President Joe Biden's public approval rating held steady at 40% in early August with concerns about the economy souring Americans' opinion of his performance despite falling inflation. This is according to the new Reuters Ipsos poll this week. The three-day online poll, which asked Americans if they approve or disapprove of the way Biden is handling his job, matched the July reading of 40%. Some 54% of respondents said they disapproved of the Democratic president's performance. 6% were unsure or would not answer. The 
survey has three percentage point margin of error. I believe uh, this was from the president yesterday. Um, I think he's in Arizona. Is that accurate? Well, he was uh, dedicating some land to be protected. The Grand Canyon, mining. one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world. Literally. Think of that. Literally. Okay. You know, it's amazing. Thank you. Huh? Nine wonders of the world. Yeah, I just thought there were seven. <laughs> I thought there were seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's made a couple more. That's how great his presidential term has been. Yeah, We've two created new two new wonders. <laughs> Update to a story we had yesterday, Ohio voters <laughs> yesterday. Yes, Biden and Harris. Ohio voters on Tuesday rejecting that Republican-backed measure that would have made it harder to amend the state constitution, an initiative aimed at lowering the chance of passage for a November referendum that would protect abortion access statewide. The results were a crucial victory for abortion rights activists who would have faced the prospect of securing a supermajority of voters this fall if the measure had passed. The vote was roughly 60 to 40 percent turning down that referendum. Uh, musician death. Have you guys ever seen Searching for Sugar Man? I uh, know, and I always meant to. Yeah, I I watched it a long time ago. You recommend it? Yeah, it was. It, I remember really liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, it's about Detroit musician Sixto Rodriguez. He won, and this film, Searching for Sugar Man, won the 2013 Best Documentary Academy Award. And Sixto Rodriguez has died. Uh, the following statement posted uh, today: It is with great sadness we at SugarMan.org announced that Sixto Diaz Rodriguez has passed away. We extend our heartfelt condolences to his daughters. Uh, he was 81 years old. No cause of death given. Originally a somewhat obscure figure in the 1970s Detroit folk music scene, Rodriguez had no idea that his music had become incredibly popular in South Africa, where he was as famous, quote, as the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, he didn't know any of this. He had become a cult figure, and with lyrics such as, the system's going to fall soon, Rodriguez unwittingly became the voice of the anti-apartheid struggle in the 1970s, even as the records flopped in America. The 2012 documentary Searching for Sugar Man, directed by the late Malik Benjouyul, documented the search for Rodriguez, going on to win the Best Documentary Oscar the following year. The film helped catapult Rodriguez from obscurity to new heights of fame. It's a, it's a very fascinating watch uh, for many reasons. For the first time ever, American credit card users owe more than $1 trillion in debt. What? Mm-hmm. Total amount of credit card debt is $1.03 trillion, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Financial experts say it's a clear example of how pricier goods are taxing Americans who are likely turning to credit cards to buy essential items. Federal Reserve researchers described the spike in credit debt as a brisk growth, also reporting that while there was a slight increase in the number of people not being able to make payments, that number is at about pre-pandemic levels. The timing of this historic debt level comes close to when student loan repayments kick back in. Uh, It looks like it'll likely lead to some difficult decisions, according to the experts, for some with tight budgets. I want the government to erase my credit card debt. I'm with Kenny. Yep. Well, believe me, uh, they would if they could get your vote for that. (laughs) Did you guys read the story in the business section today about John Deere? I did. Yeah, I sure did. Okay, yeah. I found something absolutely fascinating in that piece. So, They've made their last plow blade. Mold, plow. Yeah, moldboard plow, but right. yeah. Okay, why? Now, now you guys read it, so you'll know the answer 
but this is folly on my part to think Reavers and Rookie might get the answer, but I'll give you the I question. I grew up on a John Deere. Well, Deer. that's you true, then you might get it. <laughs> Why did John Deere create a a, a, a pull behind, a, a horse-drawn plow that you could sit on? Way back when? Well, because prior to that, you walked behind the... Not only did you walk, but you had to do all the steering. Yeah, you did yeah. everything. But then uh, I can give you the date they That's did it. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. he's preparing his answer. Uh, let's see. I, I can't. In eighteen, no. <laughs> uh, Here's today. About eighteen sixty. Yep. That's yeah, right, right around there. Sure. That's the time. Why did they create a, a device that allowed the farmer to ride as opposed to walk behind? Because back then, farmers were so fat that they sat on the thing to weigh it down more so the plow could go in deeper. Wrong. Wrong. Uh, Reavers? Fat farmers? I would guess it would have to do something to do with acreage and being able to basically... <laughs> Having the ability to walk that amount would it would be taxing. Actually, it was in the 1870s. Right. Close enough. Deer began selling sulky plows, as in a horse-drawn racing device, you yeah. know, sulky. Uh, the farmers could ride on instead of walk behind. That innovation was driven by demand after the Civil War when many veterans returned home to farms without with limbs. injuries. Oh, without sure. limbs. Wow. That's a huge demand. It was. And I mean, th seriously. Thus, that... thus, you had a, uh, a by 1880s, they had a steam engine that could pull plows. The, f the company's first tractor went on sale in 1918. Hmm. Thank you, John. Yeah, one more thing. Uh, sure. Unless, unless you went to Neptune Beach in Florida, you did not win the Mega Millions last night. Somebody there, one single <laughs> ticket, won the $5.8 billion. Mega Millions jackpot. Neptune wow. Beach, Florida. <sighs> All right, very good. Congratulations to that wow. person. Kenny, when did you uh, when did your optimism leave? That person can go to hell. Straight, <laughs> straight to <laughs> seriously. Boy, I don't care that they won that. Doesn't bother me. Okay. You should be it's happy okay. for them. I am. I'm happy I, for I, them, and I, I hope guess. they have a yeah. hope they have a wonderful time with that. And movie. you hope they listen every day. Yeah, hope they listen yeah, every, every day. day. Because they're no longer working for the podcast they were working for. Right. right. They, they, they left that. We'll be back in just a, two shakes of a lamb's tail. I wonder where that phrase came from. Look it up. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. Are you looking it up? Yeah. It has to do with something with time. Would you... Uh, I'm going back to like the 1500s or 1600s. Do you guys uh, usually give it two shakes when you're done? Yeah. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. No matter how much you shake it or how much you dance, the last two drops always go in your pants. It means it means it wouldn't take long. Right. Yeah. Because a lamb's tail would be short, I bet. But this is these are times when you're messing around with lambs, so this might go back to Jesus' time. I don't think so. Do you want to know what the GL30 bit for today is? What? Racy in the hospital. Yes, sir. These drugs are amazing. Are we going to hear it? Or no, because it, it's too long. You'll start complaining. Is it being played right now? No, I, I, I just insert it into the broadcast. In two shakes of a lamb's tail describes doing something quickly with no pause. To quickly. do something in yeah. two shakes of a lamb's tail, you did it very fast. 
get rid of advertising. Uh, there are two idiomatic sayings that are related to this term. One may be as old or older than the current idiom, and two shakes of a dead lamb's tail. In fact, this idiom means something would not be done at all, as dead lambs do not shake their tails. Another related <laughs> phrase that is more common usage today is in two shakes. This is an abbreviation of the original phrase. All three of these expressions are prepositional phrases. They all begin with a preposition in. Let's see why. Okay, why I've already it's... learned something. You didn't shake the lamb's, the, a person doesn't shake the lamb's tail. It's just the lamb itself shaking its tail right. twice happens so quickly. It's you like know. you dashing over to grab Reavers. Right. Um, <laughs> the earliest known publication of the expression in, in, okay, was. Too many cooks spoiled the broth. In, <laughs> in Goldsby Legends by Richard Barham, 1840. Hmm. Wow. Where he used a plow tractor. Yes. So it must have been some sort of colloquialism where a guy back in the, in the in the day said, "Oh hell, I'll get you that, uh, I'll get that field plowed in two shakes of a lamb's tail." Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. One of their sentences is, "Get in on the lickety split trick to looking chic in two shakes of a lamb's tail by shopping similar looks to Jennifer Lopez, Haley Baldwin, and Courtney Kardashian right here." It's one of their. Uh, don't know what that refers to. It's one of their, they, they put it in a sentence. Who's they? Uh, thegrammarist.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. The Grammarist. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're done with. Wow. Local distillery, Tattersall Distilling, has created an app in which you can pull up drink recipes in two shakes. That is also on The Grammarist. Okay. Uh, I mean, let's do this. Let's go. Rolling. I'm at 12%. Flashlight. Check. Toolbox. Check. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Reavers will probably know this. Well, actually, Height will probably know it, too. The rest of us won't. Yesterday, we were discussing the fate of the... Uh, Baltimore Orioles television broadcaster, mm -hmm. who I will be back in the booth Friday. There was a real pushback, yeah. and the management of the Orioles is back down, suspending the guy for merely pointing out statistics. Mm -hmm. All right, here's the part that's today. Dave writes, uh, do you know there's a kid from Matamidi on the club? Yeah, he's a relief pitcher. He's 9-0. and Michael or Bauman. Wait, is he a starting pitcher? I knew he's a pitcher. Michael Bauman. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. 9 and 0. Is he a relief pitcher? I don't know the Bauman no, name. Gonna... You got that? Of course, uh, he, I'm getting it's a long time ago now. He is a reliever, yes. Chris. That's what I thought. Okay. That's yeah. what I he's thought. He's 9 and 0. Yeah. He's from Matamidi. Why don't the Twins have him? Well, <laughs> Doesn't work like that. <laughs> oh, it should. It should work like that. I want all Minnesotans. <laughs> if you're it's from a here, it's a Sidrel. And Greg writes, uh, just listening to the podcast from Tuesday about Ingi, the mail carrier. Just an FYI, we're going to get mansplained here. Mm -hmm. A mail carrier has his own route, whereas a carrier technician covers five different routes on the rotating scheduled off days for those five routes. Hmm. So, so Ingi was giving us the straight dope there. Longtime listener, McAllister alumnus, yes, there are GLers that come from Euphoria, retired postmaster, and yes, you can use my name, Greg from Matamidi, another Matamidi huh. reference. And uh, I got a wonderful note today uh, from Ingi, who was 
lamenting the uh, loss of Anna Tyrell from Matamidae, he uh, and Anna became great friends uh, because there was a circle of GLers who did get to become great friends with each other because they all were uh, would show up at the fair together mm-hmm. and, and what have you. Uh, only because they come to us. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I remember reading this somewhere. I believe that currently <clears throat> the state of Minnesota has more active Major League Baseball players than at any other point. Kidding. The way I think there's 23 currently in Major League Baseball really? that are from the state of Minnesota. The Twins should have all of them. They have a couple. <laughs> like the Gophers used to do with Wooger. Louis Varland. Louis Varland is on the Twins. He's a yeah. St. Paul kid. Matt Walner, Forest Lake. So, yeah. Anyway. Such. When Angie and I are hanging out with Stacy, the geologist, yeah, so many GLers come up and talk to Stacy, the geologist, mm-hmm. that Angie and I will sneak away and go somewhere else because <laughs> 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 they just don't leave her alone. Yeah. Well, she is uh, very knowledgeable. <laughs> she's uh, she's more famous than the five of us. Well, absolutely. Caleb Thielbar. Uh, yeah. Glenn Perkins. He doesn't play anymore. No, I know. Yeah. We are now talking about active only because they come to us all the way from now. Today we're in Tromso, Norway, mm. from the traveling linemans. Tromso, Tromso. Norway, Tromway. On this day in 1820, are you talking about August 9th, not the 10th? The Dakota transferred land on Pike Island to Pelagie Faribault, wife of Jean Baptiste Faribault. The Faribaults had Faribaults a. Built a house and lived on the island until 1826 when they were evicted. Mm. When they were evicted, because although the land grant was part of a treaty negotiated by Colonel Henry Leavenworth, Congress had never ratified it. You've been down to Pike Island. Yeah, I've walked it many times. Why the hell would you want to live down in that mosquito infested hellhole? How bad would that have been? Floods over every two years. Anyway, on this day in 1823, <laughs> on this day in 1823, are you talking about August 9th? Edward D. Neal was born in Philadelphia. A Presbyterian minister, Neal arrived in St. Paul in 1849, where he would become a leader in the city's intellectual and religious life until his death in 1893. In addition to founding the first Presbyterian church, he established public schools in St. Paul served as superintendent of instruction in Minnesota Territory, founded the Baldwin School of McAllister College, and served as chancellor of the University of Minnesota. During the Civil War, he fulfilled duties as chaplain of the 1st Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment and as a private secretary to Presidents Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson. After the war, he served as U.S. Consul in, uh, Consul in Ireland and as Secretary of the Minnesota Historical Society. Did Boy, he, did he have a bitty, bit, 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 bit busy life. Did he play yes, any he baseball? Did. And finally, on this day in 1842, the Webster-Ashburton Treaty was set. Anybody uh, know what that is? Webster-Ashburton, a, a treaty on the dictionary. It set the boundary between Canada and the U.S. It was signed by the U.S. and Great Britain. The boundary had been in dispute since the end of the American Revolution. Minnesota's curious northwest angle is a result of this treaty. Hmm. 
Why? That thing we, that sticks up. Yeah, there. yeah, it had some type of significance because it pretty much goes straight from. I mean, they're messing around over there in Vancouver, and then it goes straight over us, and then it winds down into the. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank I mean, you. it wasn't a difficult boundary. <laughs> yeah. You know. Can you run that by me again? No, he he doesn't need to because <laughs> uh, it, it was. Yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> My favorite what? What's your favorite province? Uh, uh Quebec. Okay. Uh, Ontario. Key. Quebec. 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 Uh, the you can't score goals without getting shots. Oh, All right, thank you. No, no, we're not thanking anybody yet. <laughs> I've got this. some great town dog stories. They'll have to wait. Well, he's one of the guys. One of the guys. One of the guys. One of the guys. One of the players. One of the guys on our team. I love that. Oh, I love Jack. I don't think. Have they won a playoff game since he left here? Uh, I yeah. don't think so. They've won a game. I don't think so. They must have won one. You want to be a winner? Yeah. You want to be a winner? You go to uh, YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic. You will be winning when you see all the videos that are being played. They're fantastic. You want to be one of the guy? You want to be one of the council people at Garage Logic Town Council? You go to garagelogic.com. Sign up, and for ten bucks a month or hundred bucks for the year, you will get access. Before the show access, post-show access, during the break access. And you can sign up for all sorts of fun outings as well. Many of which, those that are already in the council, have enjoyed themselves. GarageLogic.com Anything else, Reeves? Nope. Are we fully we fully in for? No idea. Gotcha. He would have been honest to tell us that anyway. All right, Jailers. Shout out. Yes, sir. How do you spell Hyundai? Is that with one C H U N D A I? John, don't forget no, to send me There's a Y stories. in there, Rook. There is a Y in there's there. There's a Y. Oh, okay. Why are you asking? Because it's going to come up on the recap here. Got it. John, don't forget to send me a new story. Yep, do it right now. Thanks. I think Thank it's H U N. H Y U N. H U Y. Y U N. Yep. H Y U N. Roads. Oh eight, oh nine, two three. It is. What do we got here today? Is that one? How can the twins look so lifeless all of a sudden? He's like a good pitcher, though. It's a very good pitcher. It's a funny game, Joe. I'm ready for you. It turns out that Hyundai and Kia. Or Hyundai's and Kia's. H Y U N D A I. Oh, the Y comes before the U. H Y U N D A I. Apostrophe S. No, just S. <laughs> How about we just leave the S off? It turns out that Hyundai and, and Kia, Kia yep. do not turn up on the lists. On the lists. Of most stolen cars. List. Apostrophe S on list. No. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you're so easy. Do you uh, Do you guys remember that we actually looked that list up a while back? I don't. And, uh, See, same, okay, thank you. Same I, amazement. All right, yeah. thank you. Because I, I kept thinking to myself when Joe was doing like, 
Have we done this already? We did, but that's okay. It was when it was we were discussing the lawsuit, right? Yeah, the initial it was lawsuit. A, that's it was what a I thought. Long time ago, okay. Yeah. We don't know why it's important, comma. Okay. But Barbie. Yep. Uh, might be Jewish. Yes. Oops, I forgot to capitalize the W. Because it starts a sentence. Okay. Uh, John Hyde News. Oh, really? Well, what else do we have? You started with something. Uh, Arizona, the heat. Oh. Or heat, whatever. No. Oh, uh, something else. I just wrote Johnny Height with Arizona. My God. <laughs> Johnny Height with Arizona Heat Arizona. Records. Arizona. <gasps> no, I did a little riff on all the shit I buy on Twitter. That's it. Yeah. None of which is worth buying. And if anybody's listening, don't buy Joe Nesbo's newest book. Joe Nesbo. Joe. All right. I'll take your advice. I wasn't worried about you. <laughs> Does your wife read? Oh, yeah. I read sometimes. No, you don't. Sometimes. Is there any books in your house? Oh, yeah. How many? <laughs> Kids' books. <laughs> I in in my basement, where my stuff resides, is some books. There's books. Okay, I got a bookshelf. Oh boy, they've been in a box for about twenty years. Now. No, no, no. When we moved, I took them out of the box and put them on the shelf. And among those are books you've borrowed from Height. One is yes. Mm -hmm. I have a copy of Such. On my bookshelf? Well-thumbed uh, copy. I did actually read that years ago. Mm -hmm. I Damn, you, three, you know I what I said? Damn, you used to be good. No, I still am. <laughs> I got that, a whole that area. Was still, that was my favorite Roycey phone call ever. I don't even remember what... Hey, Raver. Actually, it started, started with, hey, dipshit. Yes, sir. I was reading a call from 1990 about Pac... God damn, I used to be good. <laughs> Today he wrote about Winfield. I like that piece. The lead was about the 10th paragraph. No. No one buries a lead better than Patrick. I like the Winfield piece. Winfield. Yeah, but he got to Winfield oh. in about the 10th paragraph. Didn't he write yes. about uh, something else today? He wrote about the Saints. Daryl yeah, Strawberry. Stra strawberry. Oh, yeah. I haven't read it's the Darryl Strawberry, strawberry. Right. I meant strawberry. I'm sorry. Oh. Strawberry. Okay, then I can't correct you on that one. I haven't read that one. My buddy uh, Craig Hassel told me to tell him thanks for mentioning his dad. I didn't get that far in the piece. Oh, he just said uh, uh, some character is one of the guys that would have been Help the me. guy why? that always sat behind home plate for every Saints game. Why, why is he writing about Daryl Strawberry? He's drunk uh, about he the was... And he said when Wayne Hassel Go was ahead, the guy to listen. talk to, just getting all the stories from him over the years. But he liked the fact that he was going to a big Newspapers used to be so populated with people that Wayne Hassel had a stamp column. Stamps in the news. Stamps. He's my next door neighbor. A stamp column. Is he a popular guy, Wayne? 
He had a stamp collection. He downstairs. was also an editor of some capacity. Yeah, he worked the late. He got home at about yeah. know, midnight or something like that. He worked late. You know, if you don't have a Twins game over by ten o'clock these days, you don't even get a score. But I got to run, boys. Yeah. You know, All right. Saints are retiring his number this weekend, Chris. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yep. okay. Did he play there that long? Uh, three months or something. That might be two, one of the great months. names in two baseball months. history, Daryl Strawberry. That's a great name. Because it echoes the Red Smith strawberries in the wintertime. Mm. That's what uh, teams that won the World Series would eat strawberries in the wintertime. I see. You know, they made a extra, few extra bucks. They, they uh... Didn't he have a kid that played basketball, too? Did he? Daryl? You know, I got a kid that's going to be going to St. Louis University. Okay. Uh, or a kid of a kid. Yeah. Uh, that's going to give me an excuse to go to a Cardinals game. I'm going to go down. Well, and, it's a great uh, My I, boys have been to a Cardinals game. Well, I have, too. I've covered games there, but I haven't been to a Cardinals game in 40 years. When is, is this child taking residence this fall? Yeah. Oh, you got to go. Within two Plus, weeks. go now because they're dog shit. Within so the two weeks. Tickets are going to be super cheap. Yeah. 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 In fact, I'll get a gang up and we'll go and we'll get some tickets. This is one to go. Absolutely. Because yeah. they're, they're bad. Yeah. The sure. Plaza Joe outs. In fact, if you're bringing a brute, the plaza that would be on the east, northeast side of the ballpark. They just developed that within the last, I don't know. How two, new is that park? Oh, six, oh, seven, somewhere. Oh, in there. then I haven't even been in this park. No, it's oh, seven. It was at, well, no, because it opened after they won the World Series in oh, six. So I bet it's like oh, seven, oh, eight, somewhere in there. Because I covered them uh, in the World Series with Milwaukee. 82. That had to be early 80s. 82. Yeah. 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 80s, ba- 80s and early 90s baseball, I got you covered here. Yeah. What do you need to know? That's it. Well, what You were there in 87, obviously. Uh, yeah, what stadium did they tear down? It's the old Bush Stadium. It was. It's basically it's right... It's on the same land, isn't it's it? Right ne- it was right next door. In fact, the, the plaza area that I'm talking about is what the old Bush Stadium used to... Where it, that used to be. And before that was Sportsman's Park... I'm unfamiliar. I think it was called Sportsman's Park. <gasps> then you can go up in the arch, get the elevator stomach. I've done that. I've done that. I can't do it. The last I time I did it, it, I had an anxiety attack. Yeah. I had to get off that thing immediately. I do an arch. Because the boys and I went down Memorial Day weekend last summer, and I asked them if they wanted to go up, and they both went like this. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the little guy would want to go, but he, even he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Arizona Republic, I'm looking at, Joe, has a large Hold on, picture. hold on, hold on, John, John, hold on. Oh. Joe, John's attempting to oh, talk to you. I'm sorry, I thought he had his phones on. John, that's what? why I'm here. Sorry, I thought you had your phones on still. Uh, the Arizona yeah. Republic I'm looking at, Yeah. the large front page picture is a distraught father standing beside the body of his two-year-old son who had rolled out of a car. 